Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Disruption Blueprint in Shreveport, Louisiana. This is so awesome. I am at my favorite office, the Pink House. If you haven't been, uh, this is the future of how financial advisors should work. I always say when I'm here, everyone should get a Pink House. It's amazing, isn't it? Why not? That's right. It's amazing. So this is going to be a really special uh, episode here on Disruption Blueprint. We have our advisor retreat coming up, and we are incredibly excited about the fact that Philip Dees is one of our keynote speakers, and uh, it's it's just going to be awesome. Welcome to Disruption Blueprint, Philip. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about the conversation today. Me too. Me too. I mean, you've written a book. We're going to get into it. Yes. You can see, I love it. It's uh, dog-eared and and flat and and you know multiple post-it notes. But first off, Philip, you've got yep. this incredible journey that you've been on. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep. Well, I grew up as an athlete. Uh, had some success in high school. Enough success to get a full scholarship to play football at the University of North Carolina back in the. 1990s, just a few years ago, right? Yeah. Just a few years ago. And um, had that career cut short, had back surgery, ended my playing career, which then I started coaching. So I started coaching college football um, and then got into coaching high school football. Been a part of a great program here in Louisiana, Evangel Christian Academy. Been the head coach, offensive coordinator, won multiple state championships as a coach and, and also as a player. So that was really a lot of my background kind of growing up and moving into this and and then 2016 was my last year to actually coach on the field, yeah. and that led me into coaching off the field. And uh, so I started coaching uh, executives and coaching in companies, and and that's kind of brought me to where where we are today. I've uh, been married for 18 years, have five amazing kids, so our life is, is is full and it is fun. And you also lead a really impactful church here. Tell yes, us a little so, bit about that. Yeah, we're coming up on 10 years now that me and my wife have been leading that uh, community and have seen tremendous growth in those 10 years and been able to do a lot of really cool things for the community uh, through our clothing programs and feeding programs. So uh, at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. Now, I would be remiss, especially uh, my business partners are big sports fans because yeah. you hold some pretty impressive uh, <laughs> stats on your like humble, like, oh, Maybe and we're I not supposed to or... talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I had I, I, in high school, I, uh, I broke a couple national passing records. So I threw for more yards and more touchdowns than anybody in the history of high school football at that time, which have since been broke yeah. many, many times uh, since then. That was a long time ago. Uh, but like I said, had enough success yeah. to give me a free education and uh, give me an opportunity to have some great experiences. Well, what's so interesting is, you know, and and why I think it's so important to start there is that 
coaching really is is what is defining you in terms of your professional yeah. career and trajectory, whether it's coaching within the church or within your family or within the community or or these sports teams. And yeah. that's such a, a natural extension to really having impact on on people's lives. Yes. And you, you were called, um, to write this book The you know, it's titled mm. house habits, creating mission one habit at a time. And you can tell I've loved it. You know, yeah. I am a student of, I'm a pursuer of knowledge. I'm a student of strategy books and business books and mindset books. And, you know, I, I have made an intentional commitment in my own personal life to really dedicate myself to leveling up. And what I love about this book is it started really as you all just scribbling some notes down yeah. on a piece of paper and stapling it together. And now it's been bound and you're actually now working on the next version, which yeah. will be, uh, you know, officially published and, yeah. and distributed. And I've got, you know, line after line, quote after quote, underline in here. And one of the main topics that we focus on in conversation is around mission, vision, and values. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a theme that I come back to as a foundational building block. If you want yeah. to have a successful advisory practice, if you, you know, heck, if you want to have a successful life, absolutely defining your mission, vision, values, um, you write, and I'm going to quote it, uh, quote, creation is simply the act of manipulating what is around us in an intentional manner for a desired outcome. Mm-hmm. Intentionality is key. Why do you believe that that is one of the very first stepping stones? Yeah, you know, I think whatever you're going to have in life has got to be created, right? And when you when you break that word create down, um, the definition is uh, is to evolve from one's own thoughts or imagination. So we have to know that that's where it starts, right? It has to start within our within our imagination. We have to see it in our mind before we will ever see it in in our life. Then you take the next step in that definition of that word create. Um, and, and you start talking about uh, a to cause to come into being, right? Like nothing is just going to happen. That's the intentionality part, right? So I've got to begin to imagine, to imagine what could be different, to imagine how good could things really be, to imagine what kind of difference could, could I make? And we start to envision these things and start to really create something in our mind. But we know that it can't stop there, right? I mean, that's a good place to start. But that next part of the definition, if you're really going to bring it into the world, you have to cause it to come into being. And that's where that intentionality part, because nothing is just going to happen, right? Yeah. Like growth in your life, what John Maxwell writes is, yeah. you know, growth is intentional. It's, you know, it's, it, it's not just, it's not just going to happen, right? You've got to be willing to walk that pathway. Well, the same way with creating anything. Um, and so when you talk about mission, you talk about vision. You're not, you're not just born with that, right? Just like, you don't just come out and go, Oh, this is my mission. No, you got to create that. What does that mean for me? Right? What, what could this be for me? And then you've got to put it on paper to cause it to come into being, right? Values are the same way. Um, and so sometimes we make this mistake of thinking, well, I'm alive and I'm a good person and I want some good things and like that should be enough. That's not enough. You have to create it. And so if, if it's not created, then we can't, we can't do anything with it. So we've got to bring it into creation. And that's where that intentionality piece comes. So if you want to live a life of mission, of purpose, you want to be driven by vision and you want to live with values that are actually going to bring, actually going to make that happen. Um, you know, that's where we realize we're going to have to make that happen. And so that's why we say that that creation part 
And it's vital if you're really going to, you know, see it in your life. You almost took a like, you know, very positive spin on it where, you know, people are saying, oh, I want some good things to happen in my life. I would almost flip it and say, sadly, mm. most outlook is not even that positive. Most right. outlook is my Very life true. is happening to me. 100%. I haven't even taken that first, yeah. you know, foundational step yeah. of imagining and creating in my mind yeah. to be able to get to articulating vision, yeah. vision values. Yeah. So if you're there and you kind mm. of know it, right? Yes. You look yes. around and you're, you know, whatever, you're mad. It didn't happen. Everybody has more than me. You're in that you know, that mindset, that victimhood mindset. Yes. So what is the the first thing that you advise people when yep. they want to start painting that picture in their mind to create something different? Absolutely. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point, right? Because most people, what they're doing is they are conforming to what is or what has been, right? Yep. They're conforming to what to what is in their life right now and it just keeps on going. Or they're conforming to what has been. They're conforming to the way that their parents raise them. They're conforming to what they've seen in society, the culture they grew up in. And they're just they're just conforming. But the only way we get into what's possible is by creating. So you conform to what is or what has been, but you can create what what can be. And if we spend our life conforming, then what we get is we, well, I like to say, we get what's probable. Right. What's probable, probable means likely to happen. Right. So if you just conform to the way your parents were, what's likely to happen, what's probable is that your life is going to look just like their life. If they were bitter and upset and scarcity thinkers, like that's what you're going to get. Well, we know where the state of our world is right now, just with society and culture. It's not it's not optimistic. It's not overly positive and it's not overly productive. Just look at the statistics. We don't have to make things up. It's like it's it's there in the data. So if we see ourselves conforming to what is normal, to what is average, to what is currently existing, we're going to get what's probable. That's what's likely to happen. But we can get what is possible. And possible is able to happen. Yeah. It's able to happen. So Things are able to change, yeah. but we have to realize that I can't I can't conform and get what's possible. When I conform, I'm gonna get what's probable and that's likely to happen. But I can create something different to get a different result. And and that first of all just starts with a deep belief that things really can change. And so once I have that, like there is hope for change. Now I can. So to answer your question, yeah. we gotta, we, yeah. I've got to start with hope that yeah. things really can get better. Things really can change. Now, if that is true, right yeah. now, how can I start envisioning what that would look like? And that's the first step of really stepping into something new. One of the things that I believe is that there's a 24 hour clock it's just like in your you know in your in your sports life like there's a game clock every day it expires at hour 24 and you know next day hour one you've got to recommit yes you got to recommit to that positivity mindset you've got to reconnect to that hope you've got to recommit to that mission vision values and people get tired so i want to talk a little bit about mission because we believe that without clearly defined mission you can't just be motivated that's right you have to have a mission that's right so how do you find a mission for your life and And maybe, you know, it's start, let's start there. Yeah. How do you no, find a mission for your and, life? Yeah. And, and, I, and I love what you say there because, you know, what I, well, I, I like to say it, it's a quote from Richie Norton. And he says, every sunset is an opportunity for reset. Yeah. And so what we have to do is we have to realize that if I don't reset every day, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be ready and prepared for the next day. Right. To your point. Right. It's that 24 hour rule. Right. But what that does is that lets me know, oh, wow, there is an opportunity to reset. Right. Every sunset. 
I can reset, right? And creating that mission. And when you start to create that mission and that vision, what you're really doing is you're really getting convinced of purpose, right? And I feel like just too many people live, they're not convinced of purpose. And at the end of the day, that's what a mission really is. Because I can't, if I say that this is my mission, but I'm not convinced Mm -hmm. that it can happen, that it will happen, if I'm not convinced that it's worth my time, that it's worth my investment, we know that mission is going to fail. There is no yeah. military mission. Yeah. There is no sports team that goes out on the field to win, to conquer, that, that is not fully convinced mm-hmm. that this is going to be successful. And I think that that's the disconnect is that people can hear about mission. They're like, oh, yeah, that sounds really good. But they aren't convinced of, of, of purpose, right? They don't believe that that is what, that what's really going to happen. So for me, that's where I always I kind of take it one step back behind that mission. Mm-hmm. Because if we can't get our beliefs in line, and, and, and we know that people live with so many limiting beliefs that they've carried right. with them. We were even talking before this podcast, yeah. right? I mean, just science says that your brain is hardwired between six and eight years old, yeah. right? And it's like, if you don't, if you don't change that, change those neural pathways and, and do some of that neuroplasticity and change those right. things up, then you're going to keep on that exact same track. And now you're living in a limitation, yeah. right? So before I can go, this is my mission that's going to be accomplished. I've got to go, do I really believe, right? And I got to really wrestle with some of those limiting beliefs because I say that limiting beliefs sit like a lid on your life, yeah. right? And so if I don't raise the lid, right, then there's no capacity to grow. Well, this is where my dreams, this yeah. is where my potential, you know, like, like, like I like to say, okay, you're really functional, but like, let's get to optimal. There, there's still a lot of ways to go from functional to optimal. And so I think that that's where... Before we can get on mission, we got to wrestle with what do I really believe, right. Right? right? Is possible, and then out of that belief, I go, okay, things can change, things can get better. I, I might not know how to do it, but I think I can do it. Okay, now let's move into what does this mission really look like, and that's where that being convinced. That's why I love talking to you because it's like I don't care what the mission we write down. Like right. you, you are convinced oh, we can do that. Like we, we got this right. But it's it's because yeah. you're so convinced of this purpose that that like man, we can take that mission. We can accomplish those things. Well, and one of the, you know, I think one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself and where you can have, you know, conviction to go on that mission is removing the limitation of fear. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? We're going to fail? Okay. Right. right. How much did we learn failing? And so many people are held back by that fear of failure. I'm going to, I'm, you know, what is, you know, one of the number one fears that everyone holds is that they're going to be found out of fraud. Right. What an absolute waste of time. Right. I couldn't agree more. Who's the expert that's going to tell you you're a fraud? Right. That's all in your head. Yeah. The thing that me and my wife have always said to us is Taco Bell is always hiring managers. It's on their thing. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure without like we could get, I mean, and they pay pretty decent. I'm like, wow. Okay. I didn't think you'd tell manager Taco Bell. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Right. Like, so there's always opportunity. So why not go for it? Right. Because there's always something you can fall back on and you can do, right? And so it's just having that that mentality is is crucial. So let's dig in. You know, the tag is so good. Creating mission, one habit at a time. Let's talk about them. What are the house habits? There's 12 of them. <laughs> yeah, 12 yeah, yeah. months. Yeah. It's going to be a memory test. Oh, no. We got no, the book. Oh, if we need oh I know. I got, I, I got that. <laughs> you know, the, the, the habits just, you know, quickly kind of where the habits come from. So basically, you know, 
you talk about values, right? Like we, we, me and my wife, we have big on the whole values, but what we found is like in so many companies and, and even churches, right? You have these values and then they always had to have the, okay, well then they have these practices, right? So you got values, but then you had practices as well. And so what we thought is like, what if you took values and practices and like let values and practices kind of like have a baby, right? right? And that's kind of where we got these house habits because these are values, but we wanted to put them in an action format, right? And so that's kind of where these come from. And so we, we kind of walked through 12 house habits of we live on, we love big. So you can see the yeah, action in it, yeah. right? So you see the value, but then you see the action. Uh, uh, we practice unity. Uh, we, we honor consistently. We lean in, we grow intentionally, we practice honesty, uh, we embrace discipline, we lead out, we give generously, we cheer enthusiastically, and we stay on mission. And so uh, those are the t- those are the twelve house habits. They're all action oriented, but and you can see the value in them all. So we value unity. Yeah. So what we want to say is we protect unity, right? We we value generosity. So we say we give generously. So we yeah. just put an action element yeah. to it. Um, and so this is really it came out of our house. It's kind of become the driving force of of, of, of our church, and it's kind of become. A lot of the things that people come and ask us to talk about and teach on uh, because they can see the connection between the mission and that mission being carried out by these 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 values that are given into action in these house habits. Well, I I so imagine as you know, as people are adopting these habits, it's really you're carrying around a toolbox. So you're finding yourself in a situation. So let's, let's go through like some real world examples, you know, where the habits would apply in, in, you know, maybe pick two or three of your favorites. I mean, they're all your favorite babies, but two or three of your favorites. No, I I think so. That's a really good, you know, what the habits do is they make the decision before the decision. Yeah. That's what they do. They they have, they, you have pre-decided this is the way I'm going to respond. This is, this is the way that I'm going to be because I've already decided who I am. And when I've decided who I am, now I know how I'm going to respond, not how I feel in the moment, right. but I've already decided this is the way I'm going to respond to that adversity. You're, you're touching on one of my yeah. favorite quotes, and I'm going to spend some time yeah. after our time together really digging in on this. And it, th- this is the quote. We realize the true power of mindset was in how it predetermined many decisions. So that's yes. exactly what you were just saying. Absolutely. These habits are predetermining yes. how you're going to receive information, conduct yourself in the moment, yep. and make the decision that yep. you're, you know, what's the next action. Absolutely. So let's start with number one. Number one, our first house habit, because I believe it's the most important, because if you don't have this, then the other 11 don't matter. And that is we live on, yeah. which simply means this. We live on through adversity. We live on through disappointment. We live on through setbacks, heartaches. We, we, li- we live on through it all. So we have decided out of that that we are people who do not quit. Um, and so out of that, whenever you are faced with disappointment, whenever you, whenever you are faced with challenges, whenever there is adversity that's unexpected, I don't have to decide, am I going to get out of bed and give it my best today? Am I... Am I going to bounce back from this? Am I going to quit? No, I've already decided because this is who I am. I live on. And if I don't decide that, that, that I live on, then I'm not going to be able to live into 
what is coming next, right? And so I've already decided there's something better on the other side of this, right? There, yeah. there, there's, there's change and there's something on the other side. But if I don't get through this, I don't get to what's right. better. Right. But that comes from that, as you said, that that mindset and then that habit that says, "Hey, this is the this is the way we respond to adversity," right? right. And so it's like even teaching our kids. Right. Like this is the way that we that we respond. And so we we had a little saying with with our kids and, and I got it from um, Eric Thomas, motivational speaker and talking. And he, and he says, I can, I will, I, I must. Yeah. Right. I can, I will, I must. It's written on. a. I had my I daughter it. paint it for me next to Come my Peloton. On. I love that. <laughs> and so our kids, my, my kids say a declaration every morning on yeah. the way to school. We have a whole declaration. They say and at the end of that declaration, they say, I can, I will, I must. And so uh, one day we're working out and it, I've got the girls and they're, they're working out. They're, I've, I've got, um, oh, look at there. I, I can, <laughs> I, I will, so. I must. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's and, so good. And, and so our gr- girls are working out, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm putting them, I'm putting them through the grind at the end. We're doing a little burnout. Sets. Yeah. So we've done some burnout we're on the burpees, burpees, right? Yeah. yeah. We've done some burnout on the burpees. Everybody bur- hates the, the, the coach finisher. comes out at me, you know, oh, I'm like, finishers the worst. I lose all sense of like, Oh, I'm their dad. You right. know? I'm just like, I'm like coach in that moment. Yeah. Right. And then we're going to do some uh, planks, right? So we do the burpees and then we're going to burn out on the planks. And my, my second daughter, who's now nine, I mean, like, She's going to die trying, right? Like right. my first daughter, she's like, oh, God, my arm, she's right. going to fall over. Are we done yet, Dad? But like my second, she's not. She's like, never she, quitting. No, she's not going to quit. So I, I have to pay attention to her. And I can hear her mumbling something over there, right? Like I can hear. And I'm like, and I mean, it, it's, I've left her up there way long. I'm just almost like seeing how long she'll stay. You yeah. Know? She's just, up to, she's, and I hear her mumbling and I think, what is she saying? Though? She's like, I'm going to kill Dad when right. I get up. You know, what is she saying? And I walk over and she's saying, I can't. I will. I must. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I will. I must. But that comes from a habit that says we live on. We know right. what to do with this because we have already decided we're the people who don't quit. Yeah. We're the people that don't that don't give up. So when it gets hard, oh, we've already made that right. decision. We know what we yeah. do with hard. And so that that is our thing for our family this year. So last year, the last two years, I can, I will, I must. But this year, we changed it. And we're, we got posters in our house that says uh, we do hard things. Yeah. That's for our family. That is this one show. of my we, favorites. We do hard things. You know things. how you know you can are. do hard things because you do them. Right. Exactly. Well, there's a, you know not to bring pop culture into this because it's the antithesis of everything we're talking about. But yeah. I read this. You know, you can't avoid it with the ridiculousness with you know Harry and Meghan, right? And so right, I read right, this right. like line with going on with Harry and Meghan, and it, she it says you know. Megan was so upset about this dust up around the bridesmaids dresses or flower girl dresses that she fell on the floor sobbing. And I remember reading that sentence and thinking that is so sad. Yeah. That, yeah. that you, you were in a dust up about flower girl dresses and it will cause you to fall on the right. floor sobbing. Right. Yep. That's not, we've made a predetermined right. decision right. around our mindset yes. for facing adversity. That's exactly right. And, uh, and, and so we want to, we want to shift that. Right. And so like, we want to know this is the way that we're going to handle that. I think the other thing, uh, one of, one of Give the us one ones, more example. That's so good. One yeah, more house habit example. Yeah. I think, uh, of we practice honesty. Yeah. Um, we practice honesty because this is what I tend to say. I tend to say being honest with yourself, 100% gut level, honest with yourself is the hardest thing that hardest. you will ever do in life. I, I believe that yeah. all the way down to my toes. Uh, yeah. And, and so that's what we want to practice because not, not, and we use that word twofold because we want to practice it, meaning we want to do it, 
but being honest takes practice. Yeah. Right. And so I have to practice this practice of, <laughs> right. of being honest. Right. Yeah. And it starts with being honest with ourselves. What are my real motives for this? Right. right. What am I really thinking right now? What am I really wanting right now? Right. And, and I, and, and teaching, you know, once again, all this came out of our house, like teaching our, our kids mm-hmm. how to do this out of the way that we've taught ourselves. Me and my wife have taught ourselves to do this. Now teaching a community how to live this mm-hmm. way. But I think that one holds a real special because I think it starts with practicing honesty with yourself, but then let's move it into like your other significant right. relationship, practicing honesty in your marriage. Right. Yeah. It's like, and that's hard. That's oh, really, it's so hard. Really, you don't want to hurt really anyone's feelings. To do. You love it's these people. It's so hard to do. Yeah. But man, we know when you do that yeah. on the other side of that. Well, let's talk about practicing honesty within a team culture, yeah. right? I know you're a big Patrick Lencioni yeah. fan, right? And like that's the whole thing. Like it's driven by this practice of honesty and what comes out on the other side. Is it hard? Yes. Is it worth it? Oh my absolutely. gosh, absolutely. Because what you can get on the other side of that. And so I think that that's one thing that we have to, once again, the house habits are about intentionality. Yeah. So you have to constantly reintroduce yourself that, hey, this is really hard. I'm not going to want to do this. So when I have this chance, I got to take it. Right. I got to be honest right now. So I'm aware that I'm not going to want to do this, but when I have the chance, I, I need to do this, right? And so it's just creating that awareness and intentionality. Have you it. created yet um, like a little cheat sheet of the habits, like pocket size? No. And you like slip into no, your... No, that's a great idea though. We might be... We, yeah. We, we, some, we, be we got some swag to, to work on after this. Because it's one of those that... You, you adopt what yep. you see frequently, yep. right? If you're going to, if you want to manifest your goals, write them down on a piece of paper, That's read right. it every single day, you That's know, right. have it in front of you, have these house habits in front of you. There's a great, um, you know, part of the Ritz Carlton client experience training is world renowned. And, Part of their uniform Mm -hmm. is actually the, you know, they have different words for it, but it's basically the mission, vision, values of the Ritz-Carlton. And they carry it in the pocket of their shirt. Wow. And it's designed so that in every, you know, Mm. every moment of the day that that you're at work, you are living up to this client experience that they've defined that really, you know, makes them the the best luxury hotel in, in the world. Absolutely. Because it is so easy to, you, you, you want to commit to these habits. You want yeah. the best for your family, for yourself, for your community. And then you find yourself in that moment. And if you haven't fully embraced yeah. that as your, you know, predetermined yeah. mindset yeah. on it, you, you, they fall out the window. Yeah. That's yeah. where people are like knocked down and. Yeah. But, and then, and to your point, this is, this is why I love the whole habit journey as opposed to goals. Because habits, let me know, this is a process, right? There's going to be good and bad. Like, I'm going to go up and down. Like, goals, you either hit or you don't, right? right? And so I think that sometimes people come, well, here we are in January, right? New Year's resolutions, right? So what they start writing down is, these are all the goals that I want to have, right? Uh, Nutrition and lose weight. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to read this many books. I haven't read a book in 17 years, but I'm reading 24 this year, right? right? Two every month, right? And it's like, they set all these goals and then it's like, by... Uh, January 18th uh is quitting day or whatever it is. You know, it's like literally it has a name now because it's like all the data trackers, everything. 2% by February 1st. Yes. Right. Will still be focused on the goals. They said their New Year's resolutions. Exactly. But when you say I'm going to change some habits. Right. Right. This is this lets me know this is a process. Right. This If I've had this habit for this long and I'm trying to change it, 
I realize it's not going to happen overnight. This is not a goal. It's not something I can check the box on. This is something I'm just going to keep on bringing up as I go, meaning that I'm going to get a little better at it. And I think, honestly, this is one of my things that I always walk people through is like, if you have never done what it is that you want to do, let's say you want to walk a mile a day and you've never walked before in your life and you walk one mile one day for a whole week, that's a win. People are like, but what about the six days that I didn't? Well, wait a minute. You've got never done 10 years, it. never done it. Right. That, that's a huge, that's a huge win. Like let's, let's celebrate it. But I said, I wanted to do it every day. Yeah. Okay. But you did it one day. I think people miss those, those little wins. And that's kind of in, in that habit yeah. formation that, that we were talking about is you've got to be willing to measure that progress and then celebrate. Right. And so it's like, whenever you, whenever you measure that, Hey, one day is better than no day. And then you get to the next week, you do another day, you get yeah. three weeks later, you do two days. That's how you build a habit. So it's not like looking at the six days of loss, yeah, which was, that's the goal, right? Like the right. goal would that's be like, goal. I lost, right? Yeah. The goal is I didn't do it. But the habit was like, ooh, I'm one day close. Like I did, you know? Yeah. And so that's that's where we want to kind of get away So you've designed a habit formation. Yeah. Like there's three parts to, you know, keys to habit formation. Yes. What are they? So you want to decide, right? You want to decide what, what habit do I want? And once again, going the New Year's resolution, perfect example, people write down 27 things they want to do. Right. You're never going to do it. So we just say, what's one, what's one habit? Make, maybe two, if you've done this a lot, right? Okay. Like maybe two. What's one or two habits that you want to see in your life? And you have to decide, this yeah. is what I'm going to give my full focus towards, right? So you've got to decide what is that? What is that habit? Yeah. What's the one that's most important? What's the one that's going to give you the biggest return? You know, you got to decide, right? And then you have to measure yeah. your progress. And so I think that once again, people don't celebrate that. Just as we talked about, people don't celebrate enough of their success along the way. So what you walk four times in January, that's four times you walk last January or any other day. So celebrate your progress, but also see what did I do on those days? Maybe that I didn't do on the other days. I got like, enough sleep. I ate the right food. Exactly. I, yeah. So you evaluate the why, right? So I don't yeah. just measure the progress and go yay or, or boo. You know, I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to figure out why, what, what was different that day? What, what did I, how did I set myself? And you'll start seeing some patterns, right? You'll start seeing some, oh, well, I, I did go to bed earlier that day or, or I did eat, whatever it is. And you start seeing those patterns. So when you start measuring the progress, what you're really doing is just raising awareness, right? Right. Yeah. And so you want to, uh, you want to, you know, you want to celebrate the wins and then you want to learn from the losses. So what did I do on the days that I didn't work? Why? why what prevented me? You I know, binge watch Netflix. <laughs> exactly right. So I want to learn from the loss. Yeah. I don't beat myself up. I learn because I'm trying to get this habit. It's not a goal. I didn't lose. I'm I'm in the process of winning, right? But yeah. so I've got to learn from this moment, right? And so I've got to do that. And then the third part is is to create accountability, right? Yeah. To be accountable. Um, this is why. CrossFit and group apps, you know, group training. It's so much better than personal, like one on one. You just go into the gym by yourself, you yeah. know, like because like, ah, you can convince yourself, ah, right. it's raining outside, <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, it's too cold, whatever. I'll get it later, which we know later never happens, right? You know, uh, I'll do it tomorrow, yeah. right? And then it, tomorrow turns Ex- into Monday. Excuse epidemic. Exactly, right? But accountability yeah. uh, is what keeps that from happening. So if I really want, to force a habit into my life, I've got to create some accountability around it. I got to let somebody know, yeah. this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what I want to do. 
And therefore, I want you to ask me about that. Because if I know you're going to ask me about it, or if you're showing up, right? So if if you're going to show up at the track to walk, and I'm a whole lot more compelled at 545 to get out of my bed if I know you're going to be there. Because I don't want to see you and be like, where were you at today? You left me alone, right? So that accountability is going to help. Give me what it is that I that I that I really want. So you you're doing a, a bunch of executive coaching, and so I want to take that yeah. framework into you know because we can all see it in the physical health eating habits, but yeah. I want to take it into a little bit more tactical framework. And and since we're you know a podcast that's committed to really empowering advisors to live yeah. the best version of themselves and and build the practice of their dreams. You know, a common goal Mm -hmm. that an advisor will set is I want to increase my AUM. So I want my practice to be larger. I'm, I'm managing 50 million right now and I want to manage a hundred million. Yep. 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 So going through that, you know, decide, measure, accountability framework in the context of a professional goal. Yep. How do you apply the habit? How do you form a habit around increasing the size of your practice? You know, here's the first thing that I would start with is, are you the type of person that can handle $100 million, right? right? So I think sometimes like we have goals, but the problem is, is we haven't expanded our capacity in our humanity. I don't, I don't have the emotional, mental, I haven't developed myself to to be able to create that. Right. And so so it's like, so I can get all of this, all of the skills and the the tricks and the the techniques and all the things, but, but you've seen it. I've seen it. People build and then, and they lose, right. Right. They just destroys them because they outbuilt themselves. They they built something that they, they, their talent took them there, their character, they can't keep it there. Right. And so it's like, okay, well, I've got to build the, the foundation first, yeah. right? Like I've got to make sure that I can handle what it is that that I really want mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all the yeah. all relationally and all the other things. And so in, in my coaching, that's what I'm always focused. I'm focused on holistic yeah. because if we get better nine to five, but you don't, you don't get better in the other areas. It's only a matter of nine to five is going to collapse right. sooner or later you, yeah. you, it, because you are you. And somebody told me a long time ago, wherever you go, there you are. There you are. <laughs> you, you never get away from yourself. Right. And so I've got to make sure that I'm the type of person that can handle what it is that I'm really going for. Does more money sound great? Does bigger income? Absolutely. But am I developing myself at the same rate that I want that, you know, that, Material success. Material stuff to come, yeah. right? So yeah. I've got to make sure that I'm, that I'm doing that. Otherwise, if I stay here and I get this, the weight of that is going to crush me. Yeah. It's going to bring me down. And so that's where I always start. I start with the person. Yeah. So we all have these, these, these things within us. We all have these limiting beliefs. We all have these habits that are, aren't, aren't really, you know, going to allow us to get where we want to go. And that's why whenever, you know, in the book, I, we don't even really bring this up, but, but in the habits, we, we say that, Habits are are foundational. Yeah. Habits are intentional, uh, and then habits are transformational. Yeah. What's well, an acrostic for fit? Yeah. Because yeah. whenever you, because that's what ha- habits do. Habits allow you to live fit in every area of your life. So you have to realize I'm building on something. So I'm building on on a strong foundation. Yeah. Well, the foundation has got to be intentional because foundation doesn't just happen. So if I intentionally build on that foundation, that's what becomes transformational. Right. right? So it's like yeah. all those things working together. That's what lets me be fit. So can I carry a hundred million dollars? Right. Can I carry 500? Am I fit? Are my habits what they need to be 
to support what it is that I really want. So more than, and of course, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in the financial right. industry. That's not my, I don't, I don't, I can't tell you what to do in that. But I do know if you are not the person you need to be, it's only a matter of time before those dreams are going to come crashing down on you anyway. So that's why we focus on the development of the person yeah. so that you can handle what it is that you, that you're really going after. I mean, that's so good. And it, and it circles back to, you know, where we started on like, what's your mission, vision, values? Yeah. Like, is it just your ego driving or you're looking around and you see all these other successful advisors running a hundred million and you yeah. think, Oh, I want a piece of that. Or you want, you're doing it for the money or, whatever it is. I don't think I've ever had anyone as, as we've explored this topic of, you know, trying to build a business really say that you've got to pause first yeah. and, and work on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I love, I heard this quote and I can't remember where I heard it from, but they said, you got to get out of the window and into the mirror. Yeah. Right. Cause you, when you're looking out the window, you're looking at what everybody else right. has and what everybody else, Oh, this, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. They got this new software and they got this right. new, right. And that's what everybody's going for the tips and the tricks and the, the hacks and everything. You know, how do I integrate? You know, and that's looking out the window and seeing everything. But if I don't take time and look in the mirror yeah. and find out who, who are you, what's really driving you. Right. And then if I, man, I've got to get in front of the mirror, right. right? I've got to make sure the person in the mirror is the person that, that I need to be so that I can create the life that I, that I really want to create. Uh, and so, I, and I think that that's where it all starts, right? Like yeah. get out of that window, get in front of that mirror, examine yourself, be honest with yourself, reflect on those things. And now let's do something with that to allow ourselves, as, as I told you before, you know, everybody that you deal with is going to be functional, but I don't want to stop it at, right. at functional or, or even highly functional. Right. <laughs> I want to go to optimal. Right. I want to optimize and maximize my experience here on, on this earth. Well, there are things that are that are keeping us because as much as you've worked on, as much as I've worked on it, I'm not optimal yet. Oh, right. I've got, got so it. much more. Got so right. much I've room. got so much more. And so so what I've got to keep doing is lifting that lid because that's where my capacity for growth yeah. is. Right. So I'm not I'm not there yet. So I've got to keep chasing this optimal, chasing this this maximization of, of this one life that we have, right? And so I don't want to get comfortable at functional, highly functional success. No, there's more. And that's what I'm really going after. And that is, you know, such someone, uh, we were talking last night actually, and someone said around the table, like, how much is enough? Yeah. And I can honestly say, like, that is a question that never enters my mind. No. Like, it has nothing to do, like, that in, implies that there's right. a destination. Right. Like, the journey is the destination. Right. Like, it's never enough because right. if you're energized by raising that lid on your limitation and optimizing your life, it's not, yes. you know, I'm defining what is enough with a dollar sign. It's like, there's so much to do, to give, to build the 100%. impact. Absolutely. So many people to serve. Right. Right. There's so many people to help, so many people to serve. And, but that's because, once again, you are convinced of purpose. Right. Right. You are convinced that what you are doing is adding value and changing lives. And when you are convinced of that, man, how can there ever be enough of serving people? How can there ever be enough of being a blessing? How can there ever be enough of giving? No, there can never be enough for those things. But when you're convinced that what you're doing is really that and not just gaining for yourself, oh, man, that's what really allows you. I mean, this is what I love about financial advisors and why I think there's so much opportunity in the industry is because they really are, you know, you, there, there's, 
there's not a lot of people in your life who know everything about you and they inevitably are drawn. Most of, you know, the great ones are drawn to the industry because of this call to serve. And when you frame it up like that, like we're going to turn that into a soundbite, like any advisor who's like feeling beaten down, like that is it. You just summed up the whole, like there is no limit to the blessing of service. Absolutely. When you believe that you're changing people's lives and, and by changing their lives, you're changing their legacies. Yeah. That you can set people up, that they can leave something behind for their children, their grand, that, uh, uh, that they don't just, and the, the, you know, the advisor that you work with that, that I know, they're not just interested in, in, in money management. They're interested <laughs> in being a blessing in every area of their life, right? And so it's like, so I'm not just helping you financially. I'm helping you in every other area. I'm adding value in all these other areas. Well, that's where that legacy really comes from. And so when, but when you're convinced of that, yeah, man. You, okay, so you've you know. defined 2023 as the year of the legacy. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Tell us about the framework, what you're thinking. and Well, you know, the word legacy, it means something that is passed on, right? Mm-hmm. But, but something that is passed on has to be lived out first. And so that's the idea. So kind of our, our motto, our tagline is, is live the legacy that you want to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can never leave anything greater than you lived. So people, you know, just would say or naturally would say, well, I, w- I want to leave something good. Okay. Well, are you living something good? Right. right? I want to leave something meaningful. Well, are you living something meaningful? I want to leave purpose. Well, are you living purpose? Because you can't leave what you do not live. Yeah. And so that's kind of the whole, the whole thought behind that of like, okay, we, we want to, we want to realize that, that one day it is going to be over. Whatever it is, our work life is going to be over. One day life is going to be over. And what are we going to pass on? Okay. Well, am I living that today? And if there is a disconnect between that, then that means I got to change something that I want to, uh, I'm doing today because that's not really what I, I want to Do you leave. think people know when they're disconnected? I think that when people stop to think about it, they know. But they don't, I'll say all the time, that people don't think about what they think about, right? <laughs> and so they're, they're not thinking about the end. They're not thinking about purpose. They're not, they're not thinking about the things we've just been spent an hour talking about. Yeah. They're not thinking about these things. So they're, they, they, they don't know that they're disconnected. Right. But when you sit down and, and force that, like you force that thought, I, I think everybody instantly knows, oh man, I'm not, I'm that's not, not where that. I'm at. That's yeah. not where I'm at right now. And then they're forced to, okay, do you want to change that? Or are you going to keep doing that? Right. And, and some people choose to change and some people go, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother me enough to, right. to read, to read a book or write anything down or do anything different. So I'm just going to stay with it. So I want to, we're, we're coming up. I want to somewhat end on this, which is, you know, what does this mean? And it ties into legacy, change your posture, mm. change your life, lean in. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's one of our habits, right? We lean in and, and that's all about, that's all about our posture. It's all about our position, right? And so kind of coming from like, you think about there's a few ways that you can wake up in life, right? Like you, you can attack life, you know, I mean, li- literally just thinking about your posture, leaning back, right? Like, you know, crossing your arms, folding your arms, you know, just disengage, right? You, yeah, you, yeah. It's just body language, right? I mean, 90% of communication, I'm a com- yeah. communication major, right? 90, almost 90% of communication, nonverbal. Right. So your posture is not just communicating to me. It's also communicating to yourself. It's communicating to your environment. It's commu- It's even communicating to your future. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And so, so if, if, if you are going to move into a better future, you need to be leaning into that future. So if you change your posture, change your attitude, because that's where it's all coming from, right? So if I can change that, right? And, and, and we kind of break that down and we kind of get into the, 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 the position of the body, you know, being a coach, yeah. right? It's your stance. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, when, when, when it's, when it's time to down set hut and that ball is snapped, if you are not in a good stance, you are going to get destroyed, right? right. You, you can't play football like this. You yeah. out there, legs crossed, arms folded, standing up straight. You're going to get run over out there on the football field, right? So you've got to start with a great stance. It's all about posture. So if you start your day with a great stance, let's just talk, talk about this just real quick. Yeah. You know, people start with things like, like let's talk about Monday. Yeah. Right? Oh, I love this. Right, Monday. Right, people say, oh, I hate, I hate Monday, hate Monday, end of the weekend, back to the grind, ball and chain, whatever, right? It's just yeah. the whole, it's the whole story. Well, it's like, where did, okay, well, that came from their mom, that came from the dad, they, they heard their dad hate Monday, mom hurt, hate Monday, society hates Monday, 10,000 memes out there about why <laughs> Monday's the, the enemy of all humanity, right? And so they're just there and they, they just hate Monday. And they've never really, they've never really thought about it. So I tell people all this, it's 52 Mondays every year. I can't waste 50, I can't waste 52 days out of a year just right. because it's, it's labeled it's Monday. Monday, right? I, I do that for, for seven years. I've thrown a whole away, whole year of my life. I live to be 70. A whole decade is gone just because it was labeled Monday on, on the calendar. So, <laughs> so how do people wake up on Monday? They wake up like this in a terrible posture because it's Monday. Well, of course, Monday's not going to be good. You're going to get run over by Monday and it has nothing to do with the fact that it was Monday. It has everything to do with your posture. Yeah. So if yeah. you want to change Mondays, don't worry about Monday changing. Monday's fine. Monday's just, Monday's good. Monday's all good by itself. But if you changed your posture, if you decided instead of waking up like this and getting out of bed, right, just waiting for right. something to go wrong, right? Hitting I, snooze right, 10 times. I always say, hey, you're going to find whatever it is you're looking for. Yeah. And if you're, yeah. Look, if you're looking for Monday to be bad, guess what? Monday's going to be terrible, yeah. right? Because you're going to find it. It's, it's there. But if you wake up with a great posture, and you're leaning in and you're like, you know what? I'm going to look for the blessing of Monday. I'm going to look to give yeah. something great to Monday. You find out, you find out real quick. There's actually nothing wrong with Monday. There's been something wrong with yeah. me my whole life. Right. And so like, that's where that whole thing comes in. If you change your posture, your stance, your yeah. position, your attitude, your thought process, if you change that and you decide, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I was well, let's see what happens. Right. You know, let's see how it works out. No, I'm not going to see how it works out. I'm going to go work it out, right? Yeah. I'm going to figure it out, right? That's my posture. So I'm going to lean in. I'm going to lean into life. And, and I think that we live in a society that just leans out. They're skeptical, right? Yeah. That is the posture of our society, of like waiting to see people fail. Right. Of, of, you know, and it's like, no, no, no. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to be a part of change. I'm going to be a part of growth. I'm going to be a part. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to be a part of this. And so I really think when you change your posture, then you have a chance to really change your life. And it's just that, that simple thing of like, this is who we are, right? Once again, coming yeah. back to that decision. Oh, we lean in. Yeah. We lean in. We, 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 lean, we lean in to somebody has a problem. We lean, we lean in to be a part of the solution. We, we're just going to lean in in life today. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to see you, right? Yeah. I, I'm just going to acknowledge you yeah. and thank you for the way you serve me. And it's the funniest thing. You go into a coffee shop and you just say, thank you so much. Thank you for what you do. I really appreciate it. They're like, oh, you're the nicest person ever in your life. <laughs> that's all it took. Right. That's it. Are you kidding me? Right. But what was that? It was just my posture. Yeah. I just leaned into you. I just saw you. I acknowledged you. I thanked you. But that came out of my posture. And so now you start living in this place of gratitude and giving thanks. And it's just like, and it changes your life, changes the way that you live. And so, uh, but once again, it comes back to the habits. 
And once you've decided, it's Monday, I got five hours sleep, but it's Monday it's and Monday. I love Monday. I love Come Mondays. on, bring it on. And you know, I got, I got to attack Monday. Right. And so, uh, and I think that that's, that's why those habits are so valuable and so important because they help us become the people that we really want to be all the time. Yeah. I have to share one thing with you yep. and you'll come to Birmingham and visit us, but we had this fantastic piece of custom art made and it's this great white shark, you know, the sharks coming right at you. And the quote on the piece of art is, do sharks complain about Monday? No, <laughs> they're, it gets better. They're up early biting shit, reminding everyone they're a fucking shark. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But I it's wanted, true. It's true. I yeah. wanted to end on that because yeah. what I love, it can people can be so overwhelmed. Yeah. Like you want this, you know, you want to be able to imagine your life. You want all this good, but it just feels like such a, a such a mountain to climb. And yeah. why I loved, you know, change your posture, yeah. change your life, lean in. Yeah, it takes nothing. Yeah, yeah. You can do that every day. That's right. That lean, that just that simple act of leaning in can be the spark that leads to adopting the habits that leads to imagining the mission, vision, values that leads to really building the life that. And the process of it, right? Like talk about just like leaning into a stretch. Right. Right. Like if you've never stretched before and you start leaning into stretch, well, that first lean in is good. But you do that every day for 30 days, for 40 days, for a couple months. Yeah. Now you're leaning in more, right? So it's like that first lean in is good, but keep leaning in. Right. Because it's going to get better and better and better and better yeah. and better. And so I think that's the whole, once again, kind of going back to habits and goals. My goal is to touch my toes. Well, I can't touch my toes, right? right. So it's like, oh, okay, so I'm going to quit. No, the habit is just lean in. Just show up tomorrow, just lean back in. Show up the next day, just lean back in. Oh, I forgot I didn't stretch. Okay, great. Lean back That's in. okay. Next day, just lean back in. All right. So you put those days together and then all of a sudden, wow, I'm holding my toes. Yeah. How did that happen? What happened? Because you showed up for 87 straight days, yeah. right? Or, or 87 days out of 100, even though you didn't hit it perfect, right? But you like, yeah. and you just kept on leaning in. And so that's the beauty of growth. That's the beauty of growing in these habits because they really do make, make a difference. I mean, mic drop. Philip, this was awesome. Thank you so can't much. Can't wait to have you oh, at I can't our wait. retreat I'm ready. in Florida. It's going to be amazing. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's awesome. Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guests nor RFG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC. RFG Advisory or RFG.
a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.